Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to an extra special episode of Game Over, the premiere video game show hosted by two brothers and a third guy only live from Simon Basement, Adam's Basement, and Matt's second floor. I'm your father, the son of the only host, joined in solidarity by just one squad member this week. How you doing, Adam? I'm okay. I'm bu- busy. School's uh, ramping up again for near the end of term. Yes, that's how sure I would know. describe myself, too. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm aware. I'm aware of how busy school is. It's uh, it's fun. Fun is how we'll phrase it, but we'll move on. You know what is fun? Video games. So last week, uh, it was a bit delayed getting up, so I apologize for that. But last week, we did a draft for our Pokemon teams. I think we've actually changed quite a Like two weeks ago, we went over the rules. Last week, we did the draft. In the meantime, things keep changing, but stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be talking about the results of that probably next week. When we, we definitely won't podcast the games because that would be boring as hell but that might yeah. be a good time to try and revive whatever sad excuse of a, of a youtube channel we had could be yeah and or post us he'll post it to our facebook page so by the way uh like us on facebook facebook.com slash game over umfm you can find us there you can also find us wherever the hell you're listening to us right now and also on pretty much every other podcasting service under the sun so if you need a fix of game over go for it that Sorry. actually reminds me uh, I'm going to do both you and Matt a public service in that, because I know you guys haven't built many of your teams yet, and the deadline is tomorrow night. Um, but I started building my Little Cup team yesterday, and I discovered I have shockingly few people who even qualify. Oh, God. So I have, like, so I'm going to do a public service of checking which members of your rosters qualify and letting you know. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I will... Uh... I will definitely need that. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, free agency closes tomorrow night at midnight. You have to have all your teams registered by then. That's the hard lock deadline, yeah. Okay. And you have well, to you have to come up with a team name. In the grand tradition of Draft League, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something like, I don't want to do Winnipeg because we're all from Winnipeg, but I'll, I'll pick a city and then I'll come up with a Pokemon. you got to pick your favorite Pokemon city, surely, yeah. right? Well, usually, the well, you could do it that way. But the the Ecrotique Ekans or something? What? The Ekru T. Yeah, Ekans. you could do that. Usually people do real world cities plus a Pokemon. Really? Um, yeah, that's the... That... Uh, the and, and it's usually a pun on that city's sports team. Like, for example, uh, Joey, who is one of the most famous Poketubers, uh, had, he has the New York Dreepies right now, but they used to be the New York Mankeys. Because that's so close to Yankees. New York Mankeys, that's clever. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that sort of thing. So I will be urgently looking for Pokemon puns uh, before tomorrow night's deadline. Okay, I'm probably, I'll be honest, I'm probably going to pick a fake city, like a Pokemon city. Cause There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'll do that. But yeah, I'll, uh, we'll run that by Matt. I'm sure he won't have a problem with that. He could pick either a real or imaginary city yeah. and come up with some sort of uh, mascot and, you know, coloration. We're going way too hardcore for this. But yeah. uh, we really have to get a graphic designer on the payroll. Actually, the first step of that is we really have to have a payroll. So uh, <laughs> once those two things get out of the way, then we're gonna we're gonna take this bitch pro. Okay, so uh, we're not talking about the Pokemon, despite the fact we just talked for five minutes about Pokemon. We're not talking about Pokemon this week. We are talking about the Game Awards. Yeah, uh, so I know. And actually, since we have a smidge more time, I can just uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say yay and wave my freak flag for the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. Because I know we had to get through it because we had technical difficulties last week, so I didn't have much to talk about it. But uh, the squeal I made that morning that it was released was uh, ungodly. So, very excited about that. And also, I don't even think we talked about it. They announced a new Mass Effect game complete with some, like, extremely preliminary uh, pictures. So it's just, like, the most basic of concept art. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I don't think anyone knows what to make of it, but they haven't given up on Mass Effect, which is uh, lovely. So feel free to begin the debates throughout the world as to where they should take the new Mass Effect. Should it be an Andromeda sequel? Should it be something pre-whatever? I'm sure we'll get into that at some point between now and whenever it comes out next year, because I don't think it actually had a release date. Yeah, I don't remember. Alas. But that's, like I said, we're not talking about that week. We're not going to worry about that this week. We're going to worry about the Game Awards because they, uh, the official Game Awards actually happen in December. And as we talked about last year, it's becoming more and more of a legit event. I obviously, it won't be like a red carpet event like it was last year. This year, because of the COVID era, I'm sure they'll do everything online the way 
everything's been moving online, obviously, but it has been the place when, similar to other big events in other uh, big media staples, you can usually you can usually like set your timer that there's going to be a few big reveals at the Game Awards, and this year we already know that Among Us is going to get a new map at the Game Awards. You're right, that's right, that $5 indie game is getting a new <laughs> map, and it's headlining the Game Awards. My God, 2020 is strange. Yep, that that that's the word for it. But not unpleasant because they really like Among Us. So, uh, you know, good for those guys. Good for those guys. Okay, so uh, let's jump right into it, as my boy Philly would say. And we're gonna actually, if you're trying to follow along with us, we're gonna start on the literally the GameAwards.com is the website. We're going from the bottom, from the nominations tab. And to be honest, neither of us cover esports. Although I think. It might be something that as I get more and more into Overwatch, it might be something that I might look more into uh, next week or next year. Next week. Jeez. Yeah, no, no way. No. Next year. But uh, we're, we can't really comment on who the major esports people are because we just don't follow it that much. Although, like I said, that might be subject to change. And if you have an opinion on any of these esports things and you think, hey, you know, I've been following all the major teams. I know that's what's going on. Feel free to message us on Facebook and give us your opinion. I'd love to hear it uh, from someone who actually knows and gives a shit, which would be lovely, because I don't want to just take, you know, stabs in the dark. Okay, all that being said, I think the first one that we can probably vote on is, uh, speaking of esports, best esports game, because to be honest, again, I said I don't follow it, and I do not, but I'd still be surprised if Fortnite didn't take it. I feel like Fortnite yeah. is just still huge, although to, I, if any of them got it, I would be like, okay, fair. Yeah. I don't know Valorant. That's that's new to me. Valorant's the new thing that was... It's similar to Overwatch in its construction, I think. I just know that because I watched a couple of videos and I would see people... Play, while playing Overwatch, I would see people be like, Oh, Overwatch is dead. It's Valorant now. You know, that kind of stuff. Oh. So I know they're similar in that way. Um, but I right. think it's more more shooty-shooty. It's like a mix How? between Overwatch and Call of Duty. Pew-pew? More pew-pew and less sucky-sucky, which is okay. Overwatch. I don't right. mean Overwatch sucks. I mean certain characters like my main concern okay anyway, anyway we're not gonna talk about it so the next one that we're gonna move <laughs> on to boy there's a lot of them best debut game that's a lot of esports stuff holy cow yeah yes there's a ton of esports but best debut game really the only one i've heard of this although they all kind of look interesting um but i have seen so much phasmophobia uh out this year i guess this is best debut game as in best from a new studio is what I would imagine this. Yeah, it, it's yeah. at the top, Simon. You fucking From moron. an independent studio, yeah. From an, best first game from an independent studio. Yeah. I've seen so much Phasmophobia. I hate horror. I scare very easily. And Phasmophobia has been played so much that I'm almost tempted to try. I won't. But I'm almost, <laughs> but almost tempted. tempted to try it. Yeah, it's the one thing that might be able to pull me over. Uh, well, so I've seen stuff from both Carrion and Mortal Shell. And Carrion looked really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um I, I've also seen that the internet is all over Phasmophobia, but I haven't seen the actual content of it. Yeah, it's it looks like a sort of... I mean, it reminded me of... I think it was created like the Valve uh, box thing. But you remember a few years ago when... I I know other people played it, but I watched Ruth T play it, where there was like that game where you played as like a, a hunter and you're looking for an alien that could transform into any object. Do you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, yes. That, that rings a bell. Yeah, like, I, that game was, was hella fun. It was, like, Item Hunter or Ghost Hunter or whatever the heck it was. But basically, it was, like, a first-person thing with kind of janky graphics, but a, a cute idea. Uh, and this is a similar thing. I mean, it's not... You're not looking for other characters, but you, you are a group of ghost hunters that are in a world trying to find ghosts. And so they play uh, very creatively, from what I've seen, uh, around what can show up on your screen and, like, what's a video game glitch versus what's a ghost and, like, that kind of stuff. But you also interact with it. Like, you'll talk with your microphone and it'll go into the game as if you're talking to the ghost so the ghost will respond based on i think the oh, inflection cool. of what you say i'm going off of what it seems to be like when i watch people play it again haven't actually played it because i'm a big scaredy cat all right uh content creator of the year i don't think i've heard of any of these people oh my god we are a piss poor excuse for a video game podcast when yeah. it comes to uh knowing like the social version of it but you know what i'm going to give my vote I don't know if they'll win. Uh, I'm going to give my vote to Alana Pierce because I think she was attached to Funhouse, 
which was something that I vaguely watched on YouTube. And I know because I follow her on Twitter that she just got hired as a writer for Santa Monica Studios. And that's really cool. I'm so, going to place my vote for the beard. Yeah, Tim the Tatman. Tim, Tim the Tatman. Hard man. to argue with it. It looks like the, yeah, that hair would also look relatively normal if you swapped it. If you was clean shaven on the bottom <laughs> and had a true. big poofy yeah. hair on top. But I've also heard of Valkyrie, so I have no idea what's going on. Basically, if they popped up in like a Mr. Beast video or something like that, then I vaguely heard of them. Okay, best multiplayer. Now we're finally getting into stuff we can talk about. Animal Crossing, Among Us, Call of Duty, Warzone, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, or Valorant. Call me biased, but Among Us has some of the goddamn most creative goddamn multiplayer I have ever goddamn seen. It's not just because it's my favorite game of the group, although I think that'll be a common vote. Uh, I would I would like to see, and I would be surprised if they didn't win, uh, that being Among Us. Because I can't think of another game where they have the, the type of multiplayer that's in Among Us. Yeah. I th- I think it could also go to Fall Guys. That's been also kind of taking the world by storm. Yeah. To have, like, a mass multiplayer wipeout course, which is essentially what Fall Guys was, is very impressive. Like, no offense to Valorant, Call of Duty, or Animal Crossing... But as far as I know, like, they might have taken things to the next level of where they were, but they didn't sort of reinvent a genre the way I had seen from Fall Guys or Among Us. Yeah. So I'd be really surprised if it wasn't the, one of those two that took it. Yeah, absolutely. Best sports slash racing game. God, it kills me that these are the same, <laughs> the my, same well, category. My, my favorite thing about this is that they've named that as the same category as if to acknowledge that racing is not a sport. Yeah, true. Well, I guess, I mean, if you had, like, a Mario Kart game, you'd be like, oh, man, want to come over and play the latest sports game, Mario <laughs> Kart 12? Well, I'm going to give it sight unseen to FIFA 21. Yeah, FIFA seems to be the big monster, uh, so that would be it. That's a fair bet, because I haven't heard, like, I'm, next year I know when Grant, the new Grand Torino comes out for PS5. That is very heavily uh, anticipated, but I haven't heard a lot of waves from either Dirt or F1, and I just see people complaining online about... NBA 2K more than I see FIFA. Although I'm sure FIFA players out there will be yelling at us. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if FIFA takes that one too. Best Sim Strategy Game. Yeah. Ooh. So here we go. It's I can tell you with confidence at least one thing. It will not be Chimera Squad. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to be that one. I actually, this past week, I finished Chimera Squad. It was fine. I think it was $20. It was worth $20. I got about one quarter the joy of a regular game out of it, yeah. uh, but it it certainly does not deserve to be here. Actually, to be quite honest, I mean I've heard really good things about Crusader Kings. It's one of those things where if it drops off on Steam, I might buy it. Yeah. But I I heard really really good things about Microsoft Flight Simulator. I have too. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be that one. Maybe the Dark Horse. I don't know if we're saying Dark Horse or it's like everyone else who looks at it as like duh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Gears Tactics, I heard of when they announced it. It was sort of like a Halo Wars, but for Gears. And then I heard really nothing about it since. And considering Chimera Squad's on here, I wouldn't be surprised if they were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel to come yeah. up with a few of these, uh, which is more of a shot at Chimera Squad than Gears, but it is what it is. I still love you for access. Still keep, please, making games that I like. <laughs> Just not that. Okay, best family game. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4. Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, or Paper Mario, The Origami King. This has, I mean, those are all good games. This has got to be a slam dunk for Animal Crossing, right? Yeah, I think so. There were a few games this year I can think of, like Animal Crossing, uh, we'll get to it later, The Last of Us, and then Fall Guys, or yeah, Fall Guys, and then Among Us, that just seemed to be the story of the gaming industry this year. And for a long time, people were talking about how Microsoft, or not Microsoft, how Nintendo might have planned the pandemic as the perfect way to release Animal Crossing. (laughs) It's very true. I, like, the amount of people that I hear about playing Animal Crossing are disturbing. Uh, Presidential candidate, sorry, presidential elect, I should say, uh, had a thing in Animal Crossing. Uh, Like, my trainer at work was mentioning that they play Animal Crossing when they're not taking phone calls. It's like, everywhere you go, you find people playing Animal Crossing. So that one seems that's the most confident I've been so far. That's going to be. Animal yes, Crossing. I, I would agree with that. OK, next one. Best fighting game. We have Grand uh, Blue Fantasy. I've never heard of that. 
Yeah, sorry, my Mortal Kombat 11, Street yeah, Fighter won. 5 Champion Edition, One Punch Man. And I did not know that was a thing. Undernight Inbirth EXE Late CLR. Well, I'm not voting for that one just because the title is ridiculous. Yeah, it hurts to say. Uh, it's got to be Mortal Kombat Ultimate, right? I know they released like the new version of the game this year that came out with all the new fighters. As you know, it finally got friggin' Melina, which everyone was like clamoring for. They have yeah. like Terminator. Uh, I think Jason. They just added a new one. They added uh, Rambo. I think yeah, all it, sorts it, of weird it's shit. Got, it's got to be Mortal Kombat. It just they has are to becoming be. the Super Smash Bros of like adult 80s action movie fighters like anybody yes. who's existed at some point can be in there plus my boy rain is in there and it has friendship uh when it finishers i was about to say friendship fatalities without defeat the purpose it's got yes. friendships they're hilarious mortal kombat great game uh again i think that'll be a slam dunk we'll see we'll see next up final fan uh, best role-playing game final fantasy genshu impact persona 5 royal wasteland 3 yakuza like a dragon I don't know. I've heard, again, haven't played many of them. I think Matt might have played Persona, um, so he would have a better impact on that. I heard good things about Final Fantasy. I do not know if they were good enough to be Game of the Year, though. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm kind of inclined. I think it'll be Persona 5. Yeah. It's, I think it's between those two, for sure. Uh, it's, it's weird. Usually that would be one where we like know all five, but this is just an off yeah. year, I guess, for that. Best action slash adventure game. Here we go. My boys. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Excuse me. Ghost of Tsushima. Marvel Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And The Last of Us uh, Part 2. The only one I haven't played is Spider-Man Miles Morales. And that's because I'm waiting to get it on goddamn PS5. You so, played Ori and the Will of the Wisps? I did a bit. Huh. Yeah. I, I played the first it. one. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, they're good games. I don't know if it, like, I just, I think I was telling, uh, I think I said on the podcast before, but when I was watching a Yahtzee review for Ghost of Tsushima, he was like, yeah. it's another ride around your horse, go to an encampment, get stuff, upgrade your armor type game. And I'm like, shit, I do have a type. Uh, <laughs> because do you, do you ever? What, it's like 100% of the games that I play. So I'm, sucker, I'm such a sucker for it, uh, which is partly why I haven't finished Ori, and I haven't finished, uh, what was that other game? Nino Kuni, which Matt desperately wanted me to play. Like, there's a few games that I'm like, yeah, I'll get it. Play it for five minutes. Okay, don't have the mental capacity to learn new things, hence going back to the same shit over yeah. and over again. Uh, I've played about ten hours of Valhalla. It's good. I don't think it's better than either Jedi Fallen Order, who we need to put some major respect on, or Ghost of Tsushima. I think uh, Last of Us might actually be like the uh, quote-unquote best made game, but that doesn't make it the best game. Do you no. know what I mean? Yes, I know like exactly what you mean. It's got the highest level of polish for sure. Yeah. Um, but as far as the best game, like Star Wars Jedi was really good, um, but Ghost of Tsushima would be my personal pick. However, what do I think they're going to give it to? I think they'll give it to The Last of Us, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably right. I think, I mean, I haven't played any of them, except like an hour or two with The Last of Us Part 2. But I'm going to give it on the spec to Spider-Man, because the last one was so good. That that's The last my, one was great. And it came on such a stacked bad. year that it was like, man, it's got no chance. Yeah. Against, uh, what was it going up against? God of War and Red Dead, and there was one other thing in there. It was like insane. Yeah, that was a, that was a big year. 2018 was tough. Okay, I'm, I guess you're going to have some opinions on this one. Best action game. Uh, Doom Eternal, Hades, played that. Played that. Half-Life Alex, no, the VR one, Neo 2, or Streets of Rage. Gee, Adam, what <laughs> do you think's going to win this one? Well, I, I think it's going to be Doom Eternal. I think it should oh, really? be Hades, but I think it's going to be Doom Eternal. Okay, so you're better like me. I, I mean, Hades has made such an impact in the past while. And I like the things I heard about the original Doom aren't close to what I've heard about the things about Doom Eternal in a bad way. Yeah. Like the original Doom seemed to knock everyone's socks off, and Doom Eternal was like, "Yep, yeah, okay." Yeah. There, it, Doom Eternal was just like it was. It was very sequely. Yeah. Um. In in all the worst kinds of ways, it was still fun. I still had a good time. I'm not sorry I got it, but. Uh, yeah. No. It, it's if if I was I, if I was voting, I definitely would vote for Hades, but I think Doom Eternal's gonna win. Okay, well, we'll see. I, 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 I honestly think Hades is going to win. Uh, next up, innovation in accessibility. 
uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla grounded hyper root The Last of Us Part Two or Watch Dogs Legion. I I just started up Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They to their credit have a lot of accessibility options. Uh, not the least of which, which I haven't talked about on air yet, is the fact that they've actually split up in the difficulty settings into three different things, kind of like the Mojo system in a good old um, what's the word I'm looking for? Super Mega Baseball. So you have combat difficulty, exploration difficulty, and stealth difficulty, which are all separate. So combat difficulty is exactly what you're expecting. It's what I think most people would consider the the standard difficulty setting in the standard game. Yeah. Uh, the exploration difficulty is do you want to get hints put on the game? That's the medium. Like They'll tell you hints, and you kind of have to figure it out yourself in the general area. Do you want to know exactly where it is? That's obviously the easiest one. Or the last one, which um, they usually recommend if you're experienced, but it'll give the quote-unquote best feeling of immersion, is basically if they tell you it's in the north, hang a left, and it's around the hut, uh, you have to go to the north, hang a left, and find that hut. It doesn't actually tell you where it is. You have to use the context clues from what the characters tell oh, you. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that's impressive. But, the classic Simon but, I have never in my life seen the depth of accessibility that was available in the last of us part two i had more customization options in that game than i think no joke probably every other game i've played this year combined like if you just added them all up it was insane it was uh, very well appreciated and i can only imagine for people who need the accessibility more than i do uh, that it was such a welcome welcome change and like just i've seen people's like playthroughs of it and the look of the game varies dramatically by what people are using on their screens. So, yeah, would not be surprised at all if The Last of Us... In fact, not only that, I would be surprised The Last of Us didn't win this because they're the most deserving, and I can say that confidently. And, okay, so that's accessibility. Best uh, VR, AR, Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Grudgeman's, uh, excuse me, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I would... If I had to guess, because obviously we don't have a VR setup, so we're just going off what I've heard from other people. If I had to guess, this would be going to Alex, because it was kind of like the return of the king of Valve. And the fact that Valve makes their own VR. That's true. Uh, equipment. I would assume that they knew exactly what to do to give it the most uh, pizzazz, so to speak. Yeah. So. Although I've seen a ton of people who are big fans of Dreams, so wouldn't be surprised if that one took it too. Yeah, I haven't heard much. Um, I don't think Yahtzee liked Dreams, but... Actually, he might have. He's gotten more into VR lately. I, He's slightly yeah. curmudgeon so that's not totally... Can't uh, set your clock by 100%. Okay, so the next one up, best community support. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, or Valorant. I Again, I think just because it's been so dominant in the gaming community for so long, I think that Fortnite will get it as well. I think the next most likely would be Fall Guys just because of the way it swept uh, it swept the industry for a while and they were really, really proactive and creative on yeah, Twitter, if I you do recall. recall. Like, they were... They had a very interesting marketing campaign and part of that says uh, inclusive of social media activity. Yeah, exactly. so I'm, I'm, so, I'm going to hedge my bet on Fall Guys, in fact. However, I would love to see, after I think watching the Internet Historian's video on it, I would love to see it go to No Man's Sky. Why? They lied their ass off at the start. Hold on. hold. You haven't watched the Internet Historian's video. I'm giving you homework. <laughs> after a finished recording, I'm giving you a video you're going to watch. Uh, and then next week when we record, you're going to come on here and you're going to say, I, too, am cheering <laughs> for No Man's Sky. I really Sky. doubt that. Uh, it will. Ter- I mean, when I watched it, I was like, I'm going to watch this guy dunk on No Man's Sky for like half an hour or however long the video was. And by the end of it, it was like it was like watching Tom Hanks in like a Holocaust epic, as awful as that sounds. You know, it was like yeah. a tearjerker. Uh, actually, who was in the Holocaust epic? Uh, Liam Neeson. Right. Yes. Yeah. It was like that kind of thing. He's like, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't quite that bad. That's a terrible analogy to make. But it was like it, it definitely got me onto uh, onto their side. He did a good job making me get one over. Uh, next up, best mobile game, Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshi Impact, Genshin Impact, sorry, Legends of Runeterra, Pokemon Cafe Mix, Slam Dunk for Among Us, right? It's the it same game on mobile as it yeah, is on the PC. It, is, it has yeah. to be. That's so far the most confident I've been, 100%. 
Okay, uh, next up, best indie game. We're starting to get ugly here, folks. Best indie game, Carrion, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, Superfarer. Spiritfarer, sorry. Uh, I was saying that quickly because we're wrapping back around. It's, I mean, it's got to be Hades or Fall Guys, yeah, I, I would assume. Although Spelunky 2 has a big following, but I, I'm definitely voting for Hades. Yeah, I, I mean, Hades seems to be the perfect example. Like, Fall Guys swept it because, you know, we're all stuck at home, and so it was a nice little community cute yeah. game. But if you get back to what, like, the quality of the game itself... The things that people have said, you mostly, about Hades lead me to believe that it's going to get not just, uh, not just like fan acclaim and that it was popular for a week and a half, but a ton of critical acclaim too. It sounds like it was extremely well yeah, made. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've really got to get going on. Actually, Matt Matt's was playing Hades this past week, yeah. you said, so maybe he's uh, addicted to it now as well. Best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, no Man's Sky. I'm going to say the exact <laughs> same thing I said five minutes ago because it still applies. I think it'll be Fortnite because it's been the king for like three, four years, yep. right? And so how do you not tip your hat to something that could stay relevant for that long? But what I hope, I secretly hope that No Man's Sky will take one of these things is like the ultimate comeback story. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I think it'll probably be Fortnite. Games for Impact. A thought-provoking game with a pro-social meeting or message. If found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fair, got it right that time, tell me why we're through the darkest times. I, For whatever reason, I haven't played any of these, probably because they all sound depressing and I'm depressed enough with a life. <laughs> um, but I usually try to play at least one or two like thought-provoking indie games a year. So maybe I'm going to have to get in one of these before the Game Awards and, uh, and get an opinion on it. Have you uh, heard anything nope. about that? Uh, Yahtzee reviewed Spiritfarer, uh, but uh, none of the rest of them, and I don't know anything about them. Spiritfarer. It does kind of I think it's like, it's like, Maybe I'll check it out. I think you spend the whole time on a boat, and you kind of have to, it's it's a management sort of thing. You're managing your your boat and the people you interact with. I may be mixing it up with something else, but... Well, the description on Steam is Spirit Fair is a cozy management game about dying. So, well, <laughs> that sounds like, like I said, an absolutely uplifting time. I, I wish that there could be like an impact game that was positive, but that just doesn't no, seem to happen. There's, it's always there's no, making us feel sad no thoughts. Thing. Happiness is less thought provoking than sadness, unfortunately. Um, best performance. Okay. Oh, boy. We're going to have some opinions oh, on this. Oh, boy. One. Uh, now we're. We're going to have to start fighting it out. So Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, uh, Daisuke Sujini, Suji? God, I, I actually knew how to pronounce his name at one point. As Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades. Or Nadri Jeter as Miles Morales. Uh, I haven't played Miles yet, but I think we got the rest of them yep. covered. I think... One of the two girls from The Last of Us Part Two are going to take this. Like, it was just part of the... No spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two still, even though I think we already talked about spoilers at one point. Uh, but just based on the way the game goes, there are kind of two protagonists that both get a lot of meaty playing time, and there's just a lot of... I'm going to use the same word, meat on the bones of their performances. Like, they get a lot of stuff to yeah. do. The guy who played Jin was unbelievable. Uh, I thought Jim was like, he became like swiftly one of my maybe top five protagonists in a game wow. ever. I love Jin. I just loved hanging out with him. He was super cool. But he didn't have as much to do as either of the girls in The Last of Us. Plus they had that intense, intense, uh, what's the one looking for? Not art direction, but like mocap oh, yeah. direction where they just... There was literally more to their performance because the technology allowed there to be more performance than any of the other three available. Maybe we'll see what happens with Miles. Yeah. But again, his game is just, it's shorter and it's more of an action game than an intense drama, I would assume. So I don't know who's going to win it from that group. If I had to guess, I'd say Abby uh, because Ellie kind of was pissed off from start to finish and like varied her state of pissed off whereas Abby went on a whole roller coaster. Yeah, well that's something. So that's that that would be my bet, but I don't know if you have an opinion on how good Logan Cunningham he was. He was. was pretty spectacular. Well, is pretty spectacular. I'm still going. And one of the things like I think 
And again, I agree with you that I, I think it's probably going to be one of the girls from The Last of Us Part Two, just because like they, that asked so much of them from that performance. But mm-hmm. Logan brought a a presence to Hades that is just really welcome because he he delivers every line in this. Uh, he manages to infuse all of it with uh, emotion that's appropriate to what is going on in the story. And in that way, he's he's a pure voice actor, right? There's no there's no physical action. There's no mocap associated with it. So all we have to go on is his voice. And he's and he can't like, hey, uh, the your the kid Zagreus, he's allowed to be kind of more human, right? He has this. He has this sort of back and forth and he has emotional swings and he has tone shifts and he gets angry and he gets sad and he gets depressed. Like he's allowed to express a range of emotions. And in that way, I think his job is easier. Whereas with Logan as Hades, he's only allowed to speak the one way and he still has to contain the full spectrum of human emotion. And the fact that he pulls it off is kind of incredible. Wow. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing it. It sounds like, uh, yeah, a lot of the performances were... Uh, imagine it was hard to pick one, but they already did the whole two-from-one yeah. thing. I do... I mean, I want to take the extra uh, the extra second to just show it up, because I don't think I talk... I mean, I know I talk about Ghost of Tsushima a bit, but uh, in particular, Daisuke, his... I mean, it's funny. I actually, like, watched a few videos with him, and I don't know if you've heard of the program... Uh, what's it called? Uh, but I forget the name. It doesn't matter. But you can actually, like, go and hire people to do things for you it's like it's yeah yeah basically like you can go to a voice actor and you're like okay so how much is it going to cost for i don't know uh vince vaughn because he hasn't done much lately to record a voicemail message for me and you can find a website you can, i'm sure if you google it you can figure it out uh and it'll say like it'll cost 200 dollars for 15 dollars for 15 minutes of or 15 seconds of vince vaughn's time so daisuke's yeah. on there i think he's got a relatively reasonable price thing and i even considered it myself just because it was cool but he went like above and beyond. What's interesting though, and the reason I brought that up is his regular talking voice is so like happy and cheerful and kind of high pitched. But the guy that he's got to play, Jin Sakai, is nothing like that. So similar to you, he had <laughs> to do like a lot of quote unquote acting to make this role work. But Jin was like just the perfect. He's uh, he's the strong, silent type. He's a badass, but he's got such a range of emotions, which, again, if you need a badass in a game, they don't always get those range of emotions. Like, just as part of the game, he loses his family. He, you know, deals with loss. He deals with betrayal. He deals with elation. He's got to go through all these things, but he's also, like, if he rides into a town, he can be that silent badass, but he can also be the guy who reflects on poetry for 45 minutes and talks about, like, life with his grandma and stuff like that. Like, he can... The game requires him to do such a, a wide variety of tasks, and he always does those while keeping it centered and making it feel like that Jin character was was a real guy who just had a... I mean, I don't know whether it's true or not because I'm not a historian, but when you think of like the classical ideal of a samurai, they feel very... Uh, like a good combatant and very strong and very silent, but also very educated, you know? That's kind of the yes. idea that we all have in our heads, and he embodied that so well that it really felt to me like the original Red Dead Redemption where it was like I didn't know that I needed this until I got it and now I don't ever not want to be a samurai he was that cool right although that's pretty impressive yeah so (laughs) two like this one I mean I'm sure because I really like Miles Morales in the original Spider-Man game so I'm assuming I'm going to love him in the Spider-Man Miles Morales game as well I, I think he'll probably do a great job as well but it's just you have two titans of uh, of gaming and who were given roles that allowed their acting performance to be front and center more than pretty much anything else. There's been a lot of times where we've gone through, we've said, you know, would this game have won in other years? I think we'll get to that uh, when we get to game of the year. But I think that Laura Bailey Ashley and um, I'm liking her name, Ashley Johnson. I think that those would also be in contention to win most years like it's not just that it's a weak year or anything this is a strong strong contender group um it's a shame yeah. that there can only be one i think we spent as long as the performance as we've done everything yep. else combined so let's keep moving <laughs> audio design best audio design doom eternal half-life alex ghosts of tsushima resident evil 3 the remake the last of us uh, part two so uh i you can tell me about doom eternal 
It was sure. Like, I imagine Mick Gordon was back. Uh, I don't actually know, but it, it sounded pretty much like the first one, so. Yeah, then I'm sure he was back, because uh, he was, that soundtrack in the first one is, I want to call it Fire, but that feels like it would a bit, be a bit too on the nose, given the situation. Um, I'm mad Hades isn't here. The audio excellent. Yeah, kind of surprising. I mean, this might be because it's not best soundtrack. Yeah, they, that's coming up in a second, so we might see Hades oh, come okay. up there. All right, never, never but, mind uh, then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is also on here. Again, um, incredible. Like, when you're riding through the wilderness and you just feel the wind flowing through, like, a field of lilies, incredible. And then the way they set up these duels that you have throughout the game, equally incredible. The slashes of blades, all remarkable. All that being said, The Last of Us 2 will win this almost assuredly because of their borderline insane attention to detail when it came to auto design. Yeah. As their borderline insane attention. To, like, if there's any technical uh, category... I am confident The Last of Us will either win or be, like, second place. Yeah, I... Because the technicality of that game was so remarkable. I have to agree with that. That all being said, so that, again, if I had to pick my personal favorite, probably Ghost of Tsushima, the realistic winner, Last of Us, will keep moving on to Best Music and Score, where, indeed, there Hades is. Yeah, it, it's gotta so be Doom Hades. Eternal. It has to be. Final Fantasy Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Last of Us Part Two. You, you're confident it's gonna be Hades? It's, it's so good. Like top to bottom everything is good like they wrote actual songs for it which the characters sing because of course orpheus and eurydice are in there it's it's oh my god and the like the, the battle soundtrack like it's it's incredible doom eternals is good it, yeah there you go mick gordon doom eternals is good but it's not as good as the first dooms and i mean i'm sure ori's is probably fine uh because the first one was good but it's it's gotta be hades it's astounding okay. Like, I don't I'll, notice uh, music, and I noticed this music. Yeah, yeah. I uh, The Last of Us Part 2, this is the one... Okay, so I just said that it would win any technical thing. I don't think it deserves to win here. Like, The Last of Us, the most memorable music from Part 2 was when they remixed some of the themes that we all knew from the first one. But you only get partial credit for that. Like, yeah. the, uh, I heard the main theme a few times in there, obviously, but the... The song that everyone kind of remembers in the first one is called Vanishing Grace with the giraffes. Yeah. You know, we just have that nice moment. They twist that. So uh, if Matt was here, he would give the professional musician's opinion. But it sounds to me like they might have just done it in a minor key instead of a major key to make it sound a little bit more uh, unnerving yeah. instead of peaceful. So they do that a lot anytime there's kind of this an unsettling moment. And it's like, I get that you're calling back, but I, I also kind of wish you had done more more memorable new stuff in here um so yeah unfortunately final fantasy or they're probably great but hades if you're saying is fantastic then we'll go with that yeah best art direction final fantasy uh, seven remake ghost of tsushima hades or in the will of the west last of us part two isn't this the same group yeah this is oh no uh doom eternal isn't yeah. here final fantasy is and again, I, d I don't know who to pick because I'm sure Ori will be gorgeous. The first one was. Hades is gorgeous. Like, every aspect of the visual details is incredible. And everything I've seen from both The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima is the same thing. I'm excluding Final Fantasy on principle because I don't think remakes should ever win anything. Um, but uh, but the other four, I like, throw a dart. Okay, but this is exactly the place where I could see the remake winning because i know again i haven't played it yet i think matt might have but i know that the remake that they did for final fantasy the big deal was how much they changed it like That's it wasn't true. just the new coat of paint the way the mass effect one will be they changed the style of game dramatically so i mean that's entirely art direction so if there ever was a case for final fantasy to uh to be the dark horse and beat one of these guys that would be the one ghost of tsushima is drop dead gorgeous and they have like i i haven't been to japan and i certainly haven't been to the isle of tsushima in japan but the wide variety of uh, map types you had in there and the way that wherever you went it always seemed to be framed as if it was done by a professional movie director was incredible so wouldn't be surprised if it won. Wouldn't be surprised if Haiti won. Wouldn't be surprised if Ori and the Will of Wisp won. Wouldn't be surprised if Last of Us won. This is like, just roll a dice. I have no idea who's going to take this Yeah, one. not a clue. Which is, again, probably good. Okay. Best narrative. 13 Centrals, Aegis Rim. Well, I gotta check that game out if it's jumping on here after not being anywhere else. Yeah. Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, 
The Last of Us Part 2. I'll get it out of the way. I think The Last of Us Part 2 will win because it's so unconventional what they do. Uh, have we spoiled it before or do you have any intention of playing I it? don't. <laughs> so, anymore. Okay, so I'll give it, I mean, you know all the major spoilers, I'm sure, but like yes. about three hours into the game, uh, Joel is killed by Abby. Yeah, I got and there. And then you play uh, 10 hours of the game as Ellie and then you find a, you get to a confrontation with Abby and then you replay the game as uh, Abby instead of as Ellie. Now, do I like that the game did that? Me personally, it wasn't what I was looking for. I respect the hell out of the game. I respect it more than I like it. I'll put it like that. Yeah. And maybe if it wasn't in a year where the world was falling on my head, uh, I would like it even more when I was kind of more susceptible to sadder shit, for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, but... I did have an epiphany moment about a month later when I was writing an English essay on the book Frankenstein. I don't know if you've read it. Yes, this is my epiphany. that I've, I've literally been waiting six months to talk about it. Okay. Uh, halfway through the book Frankenstein, Victor meets up with the monster, and you take a few chapters to replay the, that first part of the book from the monster's perspective. Yes. So he occasionally runs into Victor. He occasionally runs into various other members of his family. And I, like, literally stopped reading the book and was like, holy shit. That's the only time I've ever seen that. Where it's just like, it starts off with them killing somebody that you love. So you know they're terrible. You play as the entire, or in this case, you go through part of the story about halfway through. Thinking they're awful. And the character that you're cheering for is trying to destroy them. Before you stop abruptly. And you say, hey, I'm going to make you walk a mile in the shoes of the monster. And if you get to the other end of that and you still hate them then I haven't done my job. And so, like, that's the deal with The Last of Us Part Two. They make Abby go through so much that if you still hate Abby at the end of it, uh, the game hasn't done its job or you haven't been playing it properly. Like, you just... The amount of empathy they kind of slowly elicit out of you, whether or not you want <laughs> to. It's just like an involuntary reaction to feel bad for somebody. And so by the end of it, you truly should not want either of them to die. And I didn't. And I hated myself for that because it felt like I was cheating on my boy, Joel. But just for doing that and for taking that big of a risk, I think that this is going to be a slam dunk for The Last of Us Part 2. My favorite story this year, again, it was Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the character arc that Jin went on. I thought it was creative and different and something I hadn't seen before, but not as hadn't seen before as it was in The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that'll probably be the um, the winner. I'm sure you have a thing or two to I say do have about Hades. To story, say about Hades, mainly because I think the one thing, and this is interesting, because the way they phrase the award is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development, and one of the things that Hades does better than probably any game, maybe ever, is, and that's probably an exaggeration, but it's not much of one, is get the, make the story and the gameplay actually talk. Like one of the things that I didn't like about the last of us part two is that it was like, okay, there's this one, there's this really depressing story, but the game I'm playing doesn't actually have anything to do with the story. Like if you took out, if you just took the gameplay sections without any of the cutscenes or any of the talking, they have nothing to do with one another. You're just hunting around shooting zombies and scavenging for shit. But everything in Hades, the gameplay is is the story. The whole thing, the whole arc of of dying and struggling again is the whole point. And and one of the things that Hades does that I've never seen done before is the whole the live die repeat thing that is the the essence of roguelikes. Um it is woven into the story in a way no other roguelike I've ever seen has. Like, every other game has a very sort of hand-wavy excuse as to why you can do this, and most people don't, like, in the story, I mean, most people don't question it or don't touch on it, or if they do, it's kind of a meta joke, but in this game, it's the whole point. And the, the whole narrative is driven by this cycle, and there's just, also, there's just a crap ton of story. Like, when you get into a roguelike, you expect, okay, after, you know, a couple dozen runs... I'm going to run into, I'm going to hear repeated dialogue lines. I'm going to run into a bit where the game's like, okay, we got no more story for you until you actually progress past this point. I have not done that yet. Like I hit the credits 
10 hours ago, there's still more story. And, and there's always goals, and it's it's just, it's so perfectly woven into the gameplay in a way that, again, I can't think of any other game that's ever done it as well. Totally fair. Yeah, when you talk about using it as a joke, I thought of the other game that I played, again, this past uh, year, uh, Destroy All Humans. Yeah. Where it's just like, another clone! Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally used. Two, like, I, again, I'm going to do something I didn't think I would uh, ever probably be doing and defend the last of us to be fair like the point that you got to was 100 percent true but i don't know if like, I, let me rephrase that to the point where you got what you said about the last of us is 100 percent true but i do think that if you had gotten to the point where they made you play as abby the act of playing somebody means you're forced to walk in their shoes so if you take somebody who you despise and the game is like i will force you to play as them to make you hate them less in that case they are using the action of playing like they are using the uh, the gameplay to force the narrative not in the exact same way as you described in hades but in a new and different way i can't think of too many games where it's just like you hate this person so i'm gonna make you play them not as to like revel in being evil because i'm pretty sure that's happened before but as a more of a yeah, you try and make this person survive for ten hours in this crazy fucked up world, and you see if you still hate them at the end of it. Yeah, you know? no, I think, and I think that's so, a good move to make. I like that, uh, but I also think the fact that because that's what like ten, twelve hours in. Yeah, I yeah. Like that. So Hades does it from moment one. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, to be fair, yeah, for, a game should totally not fair. have to get good. A game should always be good. Also, what? Again, what the fuck is going on with 13 Sentinels? Is the story just that great? Do we have to check it out? Okay, maybe, maybe we, we will. do. Maybe we do. Okay, we got two left. My uh, laptop has 9% battery life, so let's crush this thing. Best game direction. Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two. You know, you know the contenders here. <laughs> you know... You know, everyone who's appeared in, like, the last five is appearing again. Prepare to see them again in the final category, Game of the Year. Best game direction. Again, I think this is going to go probably to uh, The Last of Us Part Two because it's more of a a director experience. This is the... the, I should... I'll phrase it like this because it's going to reveal what I'm going to say next. This is the biggest category that it should win um, because for all it... The ways it fails in gameplay and being unsatisfying in certain ways again for me but i think it's also fair to say that it happened to a lot of other people the ways that it failed have nothing to do with the direction the the, when i said i respect the hell out of it pretty much all of that comes down to direction and so i think it'll it'll win and actually this might be the first i'm going to say not just do i think it'll win i think it actually deserves to win in this case or do i i have said that a couple times before but i'm going to give it the edge over my other boy ghost of tsushima on this one yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, it, it it probably will. Again, in in terms of like, the the one I objected with the Last of Us is innovation in game design because nothing about as much as I played was innovative. It was extremely yeah. well polished, but none of it was innovative. The switch is the innovation. Yeah. I think would be the the key the key word there. I mean, they didn't. The idea of going around and collecting stuff is that necessarily innovative? They. You're absolutely right. They put more polish on it. Like, I don't know if you got far enough, but when you upgrade weapons, there's, like, a whole animation for it. Like, you actually see Oh, yeah, your, I, I got there. Uh, build the yeah, upgrades. Like, stuff like that just makes it feel so much more real. Um, but, yeah, the big innovation is, what if I made you play as the monster and then made you want to forgive it by the end? So, again, I probably think The Last of Us Part Two will win that one. Game of the Year. So, this might be the greatest... I, <laughs> I mean, they have to know that there's going to be a revolt if they give it to The Last of Us Part 2, right? But, I mean, Animal Crossing was enormous. I could see Animal Crossing being like a dark horse and being like, hey, at a time when we needed something like this, it came out and it was fucking great, you know? And it got more people than any of these other games on the list. So, by the way, the full list is uh, The Last of Us, Animal Crossing, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII, and Doom Eternal. More than any other game on that list... Animal Crossing brought in people that were not streamers. So it really pushed the boundaries of what it took to play a game more than any of these other games. My favorite game of the year, you probably already guessed (laughs) it, Ghost of Tsushima. Until I play Hades, perhaps. (laughs) Hades takes it over. Uh, 
but I preferred Ghost of Tsushima to The Last of Us. Uh, that all being said, I would imagine that your vote, your what do you think, and what do you um, what would you vote for? Are they I, the I same? I think you're right. I think I think Animal Crossing is a very strong chance because of that. Um, I think Hades is too indie to win. Um, I, even though I think it should, I, as I said, I think Hades is the best game I've played in like maybe the last five years. Um, just as an all-around complete experience, I really want to try Ghost of Tsushima because you keep hyping it up. Um, but I don't, so I don't know. I definitely, obviously, I'm not going to give it to The Last of Us because, as much as as beautifully technically polished as it was, and as much as I do respect them for that creative decision, it wasn't any fun. And a game should be fun. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I think the the comment that I've ever that I read on YouTube that I grew with the most is just like, this is an incredible game. This is a remarkable game. This made me feel things that I haven't felt maybe ever. It took me on a roller coaster that I never even knew was possible. I didn't have yeah. fun. I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't get to the point where I was feeling feelings, but uh, I could see how that would happen. Um, but yeah, exactly. That was it. Is like it. This isn't any fun. And I think I said that at the time, right? I was like, I was three hours in. I'm like, oh, very well tutorialized, very well polished. What's wrong with this picture? Oh, right. I'm not having fun. Yeah. And it, it almost made me think of, like, this is going to be a weird thing to take it. Uh, it almost made me feel like the Stanley Parable or something like that, where or, or a Bioshock, where it's like the only way to win is to stop yeah, playing. that's true. And so it's just like The Last of Us is nonstop misery for 20 to 25 hours. And the only way to have less misery happen to Ellie, Joel, Abby, and everyone else in that game is to just stop playing. Because the longer you play, the worse <laughs> it gets. <laughs> like, and, uh, great, you're eliciting emotions that's very well written, that's very well acted, but it hurts, man. <laughs> I'm not, just stop. Can someone have a good day just once? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the good moment in that game is at the very beginning with, uh, with Ellie playing guitar for uh, Dina. And it's like at the very beginning, you don't yeah. have that moment at the very that, end of the game. To that like was pretty out. great. I like that. Okay, so uh, I think we both have our personal picks, but I think probably the most likely one is still The Last of Us, unless Hades has taken off for other people the way it's taken off for you, in which case I would see Hades winning it. I do not see as much as I love it, Ghost of Tsushima winning it, although it would be a huge coup. Yeah. I think Animal Crossing has a real chance. Yeah, probably down to I, those three. I think it really does. For sure, but I think the uh, I think it's December twelfth. It's the second week of December, either way. So until then, stay tuned. We're gonna try to finalize our Pokemon team. Stay tuned to our Facebook page. I already gave you, but I'll give you it again. Facebook.com/slash/GameOverUFM. You can like us on there and stay tuned for if you want to follow our Pokemon podcast. Also, we are aware the new consoles has launched. Uh, I've seen so much Demon Souls content coming out from my favorite Demon Souls creators. And the first comment, which is always my comment as well, is I can't get past the first boss buying a goddamn ps5 yep so trust me as soon as we can get our hands on one we will be all over that but until then everyone out there have a great week have a safe week and i will see you next time